Hollow Heroes. I'm not even going to address the tank for Caleb Williams in New England and a bunch of other teams, but we got some real energy in Philly. Some of it is excitement and some is current frustration. But for which sport? There is also another ref controversy and some interesting fight news. And as always, I'm here with Meek Man Liam Meekum. What's going on, guys? And Robespierre Rob Kelly. All right, mate. All right. Okay. I was going to... Uh, you know what's funny? The first thing I was going to address was the fact that you're back after a week missing. Yeah. But... Rob found a way, and now we have to talk about this. And one sound <laughs> <laughs> to steal your thunder. So, Rob, what's up with the? Uh, oh, I was just having fun with the Australian accent. If you want, I can keep it going. Nope. All right. Nope. Let's shut that down. Well, we know who he's pulling for this Saturday night. Clearly not Makachev. Kamaru Usman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome back, Liam. How was your uh, week of being fired? You said, and I quote. As we stated on the podcast last week, you said, and I quote, I'm smarter than all of you. I am leaving, and I'm never coming back. So what changed? You So you left out a small portion where I called you both dum-dums. <laughs> you know, the, the studio, I went in, uh, you know, I wasn't happy with my current contract. They threw money at me, and I said, you know what? I'll come back. I'll do the pod with, the, with, the, with these inferior morons. And here I am. Happy to be back. I hope the seven dollars is worth it. <laughs> Wait, you actually caved and paid him? <laughs> is Ben the studio? <laughs> Even I'm confused about this metaphor. I'm assuming we, we record on his laptop. So how is Sweeney Todd? <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> we didn't even bring up that that's what he was actually doing, did we? No, the title of the episode is Liam was fired or the Broadway show. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but let's get straight into the first story. Over the last few weeks, if not for the last forever... There has been an abundance of controversial calls in sports. Like last Sunday Night Football. The final play, there was a clear and obvious hold on Darren Waller, but it was not called, giving the Bills a win they didn't fully deserve. Baseball is a little over 90% umpire accuracy on balls and strikes, which, by the way, is a 10% increase, so they are getting better, but it's still only 90%. And that... And that is about one to two bad pitches per inning. Wrongly called, per inning. So, guys, how do we fix officiating in all sports? Like, what do you think you should do? And you could go on each sport. Like, how do we solve these officiating problems? Well, I think if there was an easy answer, we'd already be there, right? There is easy answers. I think the easy answer is robots, but we're not there yet. I agree, yeah. there's. I mean, you could just you could go all robotic, but... I mean, especially in baseball, you could go all robotic. But then it takes away that... Uh, the Angel Hernandez of it all. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's just like a this, human element of the this sport. This human appeal that it's just like, alright, things can go wrong, and it can help you, it can hurt you. It's just, I don't know, it sucks, because you can win and still lose the game, you know what I'm saying? No, I completely understand what you're saying. Well, you, I mean, we saw it on Sunday night with your Giants yeah, and Darren Waller, where he got grabbed on the jersey. Well, that officiating all night was horrible. Did uh, Did you see the pass interference call too? Or I'm sorry, not the pass interference, the roughing the passer call too. Yeah, on Josh Allen, where it was clear and obvious he did not. Oh, it was horrible. He did not. He went. I think that was worse than the holding call in the end zone. It wasn't. See, I could see how it could get called because looking at it, I watched the replay a bunch of times. I could see how that one could. They get high five in the air. And it's barely fell, a foul in basketball. He fell straight to the ground, right? I don't even know if he fell. Are we but just, it's not like the guy's tackling the ground. Throwing. Are we on the same penalty here? 
It, Josh Allen's the cornerback over. He's trying to was move he in the out pocket? of his. Was he in the pocket on this head, no. or was he outside, like rolling. by the numbers? By the numbers. By the numbers, and he was rolling. Yeah, I think he got hurt on that play. So no. if a quarterback gets hurt, he didn't get hurt. You're no, talking about last week, right? You got to show me this. The your, what, what you're talking about because I think there's two different hits. Maybe, maybe it's the same. But if it's the one that I'm thinking, I can see how that one can get called. But at the end of the day, this is what's the problem with officiating in sports. I have two major ones. One, and this one's the one that can be fixed by the leagues themselves. There are too many gray area calls. But there's like, what's the? There's a couple that are just in shooting fouls. Are we talking about in basketball? Yeah, like even in basketball, like there's so many controversial gray area flags. Like, it's just so tough, and there's so many fouls called throughout the game that's. It's just so much. Gray there's also area. so many fouls called not throughout the game, not called throughout the game rather, because the refs can't watch everything, which I'm, is another part of the human element is. They only catch what they see. That's why there's two ways to solve this. One, you have to have a black and white structure. There shouldn't be gray area in the situation. It shouldn't be up to the ref and, like, if it's this and that, like, if this happened. Like, it should be, did he grab his jersey? And, like, I'm talking about pass interference right now. Did he grab his jersey? Did he inflict the way that he could catch the ball straight up? End of story. I have to disagree. I don't mind that there's inconsistencies in the rules. Why? Because as long as the ref himself is consistent, it's not an issue. It's when refs become inconsistent that we see a problem. When we see one team called with a foul, and then the same exact thing happens to another team, and we don't see the foul. That's where my problem is. I don't care if one ref wants to call a game one way, and one ref wants to call a game another way. That's fine. Just like a strike zone... If you want a little bit of a wider strike zone, if you want a little bit of a shorter strike zone, I don't care. As long as it goes both ways. Because then both teams are on an equal playing field. But when you start randomly calling fouls, especially when it's in favor of one team over the other, there's a real problem. I think personally there shouldn't be a, oh, it's the ref. You should not study the rules based on your ref. You should study the rules based on your sport. That's what you play the sport for. The you issue. should have the ability to play it, and if you mess up, you commit a foul, you should be punished for it. Straight up, you should play the rules. I don't like when games are decided by a dude that I don't care about that sits there making sure the game's played right. I don't want Angel Hernandez dictating the end of a baseball game. I don't want Cleet Blakeman determining the end of a football game. But if they're game. consistent and the players are aware of what is going on, it's just another element. But it shouldn't be that way. It should not have to be we study for the ref. It should be we study the sport. But if there are people that agree with you in this term, I go to my second opinion on officiating. They should be held so much more accountable than they are. They should be held accountable. It's unbelievable how they just get a grade and go, 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 you might not call the Super Bowl. I agree. And that's ridiculous. You should be, if you have a certain amount of calls missed or underperforming, you shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. Straight up. That's ridiculous. You should not be calling any games. Angel Hernandez, who is the most infamous bad officiator of a sport, shouldn't have a job doing what he does. 
because in jobs, I if you if I don't remember how the workforce works, you get your job based on your performance. You keep your job based on a performance level, and you get promoted if you do well, and you go down if you do bad. If that was necessarily true, Rob wouldn't be on this podcast. Exactly, but we also we can't need to all learn have about accountability. Exactly. But anyway, but to my point. I just also live here, so I just get to join the show. <laughs> anyway, why would you just be okay with it? <laughs> yeah, I expected way more of a fight. But anyway. I'm just happy to be here. No, I agree. Accountability is important. I do disagree. I think that as long as the ref is consistent, I don't mind where he wants to take the game. Because I almost feel like it's another aspect. It gives you that human aspect without making it the decider of games. If you know your ref, you're going to improve your play. I, I like that that's a thing. Well, there are certain things where you can't necessarily improve your play based off of a ref, especially if they're making bad calls. Well, you know, it's hard to... Now, I know that's very specific. But another kind of issue you run into, especially with you know Ben's black and white, no gray areas, if you take the time to have like eyes in the sky re-watching every play... For every single foul, Nobody's the games gonna are going to go so much It's not going to be worth watching. There's a holding on every play. Almost every shot has a shot, you know, has a shooting foul. But you can't call all of them. You just can't. You Otherwise, can. the game moves too slow. Uh, this play. It was the play I saw. I could see no. on a blind eye. I could see on a blind eye why they call it. But it is a bad call. It's a horrible call. Horrible it's call. one of the worst I've ever seen. I could see where they saw it, but this is the, my problem. That was worse. gray area. There's a gray area. See how we're disagreeing? It should be, that is a uh, roughing the passer. That isn't a roughing the passer. Straight up. At least on the plays. You know what? How about this? I'll make a compromise. At least on plays that are past the fourth quarter. It should be concrete. How do we do that when the actual rule itself... Is to prevent excessive violence. This sport is just excessive violence. That's not what we're talking about. You want a concrete rule when at its core we are trying to prevent excessive violence. What's excessive violence? It's a gray area. It's a gray area. At its core, it is a gray area. So the problem is they need to have, there is a way to concrete, concrete it. Whether we just pour concrete on the field. We're not playing on this new fancy okay. turf. We're not going back to. But graph my point is, is I know that excessive violence to some is opinionated, but they need. That's why we not have to a, some to all to all. Sure, but that's why the commissioner exists. He needs to be the one person that has. This is what excessive violence is. So what NFL. would you make it? What would I make it? I would make helmet to helmet. I agree with that. If it okay. involves, if a person leads with their helmet, even if it's accidental, that's not cool. So what if the offense dips into the defense? If the what do you mean? Offensive player lowers his helmet into the defensive. Same player. does not matter which side. If the player leads with their helmet, it's helmet to helmet. So what if both players are leading with their helmet? Then it's offsetting. It's just you're we're won. calling both penalties. Yeah, it does not matter if it's head to head. But just, a running back lowers his shoulder and therefore his head on every play. You're just saying it's gray. That's cool. I'm saying it should not be that gray. No, mm-hmm. I'm saying it's up to the refs for consistency. That's still not good. They all need to be consistent. This is not like, oh, ref Ed Hockley allows them to be overpowered, but this guy doesn't. This that. But you just ridiculous. said that the league will never in our lifetime realistically get to a consistency. Get to a full, but they should all be aligned. The ref should be consistent. The rule itself will never be fully 
exact like there'll always be a little bit of like okay was that was that not I don't at the see end that, of the day they should all be aligned on the same page I don't see that and be held way more accountable way more accountable that's ridiculous they should be I agree with you that's the one thing here that this a consistency in our arguments at least is that they should be held accountable the most accountable I think is college football and because they if you are a bad ref you don't get the top 25 games but that's not enough you should just not have a job I'm sorry it's similar in baseball where the bad re- bad umpires don't make the playoffs yeah but that's just the playoffs it's, it's just the playoffs. I think there season. should be there should be a large portion of their salary that's a bonus you make the more the percent of calls that you make correctly throughout the year, that's the percent of the bonus you make. I think there's a chance umpires have special contacts in their eyes that have the little square, and sometimes they shift while they're umping. Rob, I'm really glad you've been a, a vital part of this conversation. <laughs> but anyway, let us know what you guys think about the officiating in sports. Tell us your uh, hot takes. Tell us what you guys think on our socials at Dear Hollow. Tell Benny's Heroes. wrong. Tell Liam he's an idiot on at Deer Hall here, is it? Rob, you're doing great though. Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. He did he does he the only reason he's here is because he walked in, right? He lives here, right? Yeah, that's that's what he literally stumbled said. in. Uh, Quite literally, I woke up from a nap right before this. Well, <laughs> we need Rob for this next story because Red October continues with a four game series win for the Philadelphia Phillies over the Atlanta Braves, the number one team in the league. Liam's World Series champions in his bracket are gone. But Rob's World Series champions are still alive. But the World Series losers are also gone in Rob's eyes. But the D-backs swept the Dodgers. The Rangers swept the O's. And there's always Houston creeping around the corner. So which of these teams in the CSs are the most poised for a chip? Philly. Philly. Easy. All right, next story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you haven't been watching and you get a chance... Watch a game where the Phillies are at Citizens Bank Park. Oh, man. There is nothing better. Last night, the game started with a first-pitch home run. Well, yes. Yeah, first pitch. Yeah, first-pitch home run. It was technically the bottom of the first by Kyle Schwarber. That was an absolute missile. And the crowd started rocking. And it did not stop or slow at any point after that. Yeah. It was it was fun to watch. Um yeah. But I don't see any other team. Like, I could see Houston just because they've been there before. They have, like, the guys that have the experience. But I just something about the Rangers, I just I have trouble believing in them. They're um, up 2-0. Yeah. I know they're up 2-0. And that's why I say I think if Houston goes, I think Philly has a tougher time. Um, although the, the starting pitching has struggled uh, over Houston. there in Houston. Um, but I think the Rangers, I don't know. They do get Scherzer back. That should be the next game, right? That's not, in my opinion, that's not going to be as monumental. You never know. You never know. He you could come know. back. It's 2019 postseason shares. Could be. Yeah. But the the last starts he's had before the injury have We're not proven, good, yeah. Yeah, he has but not you know been what? great. you got to give him the shot. Of course. They're up 2-0. They, they looked good so far. This They've done the better perfect, than I thought they were going to do. This is they the just perfect hit. situation to get him in. This and is the perfect situation. Top to bottom, there's some good hitting on that roster. Good that, defense and good hitting. And that's what's <clears throat> that's what's getting them through series. Yeah, is the hitting and well, not even the getting them through series. They're seven and zero. You're right. You're they're right. They're not getting through series. They're, they're dominating. Um, they're the only undefeated team left in the postseason. But with, I, but I still have trouble believing in them, and I can't really you know point to one thing or another of why 
but I just believe in Philly more. As much as that sucks to say. I think Philly just has a more experienced lineup through and through. Everyone except Pache, their center fielder, is a ball player and has been a ball player. You know, you have Bryce Harper, Castiano, Schwerber, JT Remuto, Trey Turner. These are all names. Yeah. They're not just some guys who've played baseball. If you know baseball, you know these names. And the thing is, they have that X, that, that X factor that's just, you're like, wow, that's a championship team. There's a lot of World Series champions on the team. And a lot of World Series experience on the team. True. So, I think that's going to also be huge for them. And we don't think the Diamondbacks could, right? No, the way I don't see it. the way Philly just jumped on them game one. They, I mean, they didn't lay down. They came back. They, no. Yeah, I mean, slowly but surely. Yes, but they started off with Zach Gallen, yeah, your best pitcher, and he goes up and gives up. What did he give up? Four. Well, they were also facing Wheeler, and Wheeler was dealing. You gotta, you dealing. gotta, you gotta face the best in, in the postseason. No, absolutely. But yeah, Gallen did not look good at all. I, I think Two home runs in the first inning is not good. good. To give, because we all think Philly's the best team left. To give the D backs credit, I think the D backs face Houston and Texas. I think it's like way, way uh, more advantage towards D backs and like compared to how they are with the Phillies right now. I think it's going to be a, it would be a tight series with the Texas Rangers and the. Do you uh, think? Yeah, I think the Rangers and D backs would go six. I think the Ranger, uh, sorry, the D backs and Houston could go between five and seven based on how Houston played. I don't know if this sounds crazy or not, but I think the Texas Rangers are going to put up a better fight against Philly than the Houston Astros will, only because Philly's been there, done that with the Astros in the World Series, and they want to win bad. But so does so do the Rangers, and the Rangers, they're just hitting. Yeah. They're just getting base hits after base hits, and every once in a while, the ball goes over the wall. It, it has been cool to see a battle of Texas, though, in the in the CS. It has. It's, you don't get to see it often. You know what I think is going to happen, though? I don't think there's going to be a single victory in the World Series at Citizens Bank Park for any other team but Philly. I thought you were just going to stop there. It's not <laughs> going to be a single one. <laughs> Nobody we're just wins. Flip a coin. No one won a any game ties. out of seven. And the Tigers win. <laughs> well, it would still be a win for someone. Do <laughs> you imagine? Just like, we did it, guy. <laughs> we're splitting the commissioner trophies in half this year. There's too much conflict already. <laughs> anyway, so, and you and I got to say with the, the division series, which team do you think was the more. Embarrassing of a loss. What do you think? Who had the Dodgers. who had the most embarrassing loss in the division series? You have the Dodgers, the O's, the Twins, and the Braves. This Which should not one? be a difficult question. It's the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers. Dodgers easily. The I'm Braves sorry. are the were the better team, but they lost to the better team. We could all see Philly going to the World Series. The Dodgers got swept. Not even... No, 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 no. They didn't just get swept. They got, they got demolished, demolished by the Diamondbacks. Demolished by the Diamondbacks. A team which they consistently beat during the regular season. But come postseason, you couldn't do it. You put out your best pitchers, you couldn't do it. No, it was bad. I also got to say, we can't just let the O's get away with how bad they played. They got swept by the Rangers, and there was two games in Baltimore. They're young. That was... The, they put up fights. But, but, they weren't blown still, out like the Dodgers were. Mookie Betts had zero hits. That is embarrassing. It's, yeah, it's no, I close. agree. The, yeah, Dodgers the Dodgers is the most embarrassing. 
But I think the O's don't deserve to just be like, oh, they're young, move on. That was not a, the, a good performance by them either. Now, I have them, uh, have them winning next year on Rob's... Uh, on my bet? On that Rob's I've, bet. I've been saying that the O's are winning the World Series next year? Well, so far his 2023 World Series champions are still alive in the still Final alive. Four. He so. didn't call it as early, but... No, I did not. But hey, he is Nostradamus for now. So... We have got... I thought it was the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I thought he said... <laughs> what? You said Notre yeah, Dame. No, no, yeah, yeah, Nos- yeah. Nostradamus. Nose to Damas? Yep. Pick your nose, Adamas. Willie Adamas? Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of Willie Adamas, we're going to talk about the... Willie Brewers. Adamas. <laughs> He's like, yes, my story. <laughs> Dan Connolly. Dan Connolly. <laughs> I was, was talking about Dan Connolly this week. It was just really. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just your. We talk about Dan Connolly way too much. More than uh, we thought we would. Yeah. Our weekly Dan Connolly thoughts. <laughs> College football had two of their biggest celebrities. Flawless transition. Se- <laughs> Ben's famous transitions. <laughs> Serious meltdown last weekend. On Friday night, Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes blew a 29-point lead and lost to the 1-4 Stanford. Then on Saturday night, Caleb Williams threw three picks to Notre Dame in their losing effort. Who of these two had a more embarrassing loss? And who lost more faith from their fans? Meaning, like, did Caleb Williams lose more no, I, stock I know or more yeah. faith? Than da- I didn't know how to word that. No, I appreciate me. you dumbing it down for all our feeble minds. Thank you. Um, that's actually just me. <laughs> Why are you just so bad yeah. okay with this? No one even came at you that time. <laughs> I was about to put it on Liam on that one. Like, I don't know how, whatever. I think we've said this before, but we knew Colorado wasn't going to be the best team in college football. Yeah, but the either entire way. Time. But a blowout like that to end up losing is also very That insane. was bad. I don't know. It's That's a good question. That one's honestly close. I think Caleb Williams lost a lot off that hype train. He did, but every quarterback has a bad game. You can't, you know, you can't see the first one and then go, "Well, that's it. He's ruined forever." I I agree with you, and I think it's Colorado just for this reason alone is we're going to see more repercussions talking about Colorado. Caleb Williams will still be the first quarterback off the board, hundred percent. It's just whether or not he's the first pick. I don't even think that's in question. I think it's if the team needs a quarterback, it's him. If not, it's not him. This is a question for another. But uh, I think for another question. I agree, here, yeah. but I think Colorado will have a little bit more trouble recruiting now that they lost to a Stanford team after gaining this much clout this quickly, and then you know you go and throw a lot of it away off of a really bad comeback loss. Here's the problem with that. They're going to lose a lot of people because of their trash talk, and they're not backing it up ever since the whole watch thing. And when they went 3-0, and they've been unable to back it up. I know. Going 1-3 and since all this And if you lose talk. to a good team, fine. You know what? You didn't have the firepower. You shouldn't have beat them anyways. But you lost to Stanford. Yeah. And some more credit to Caleb Williams. Notre Dame is a famed college football Very school. good football team, yeah. They've had a football program that's been one of the better football programs for the better part of a century now. So it's not like they're playing Stanford. You know, True. it's a better team. True. But with Caleb Williams, 
I think that when I watched that game, it really appeared that he just was unable to deal with the unbelievable amount of pressure, and the defense really just... What? <laughs> what? The headphones were scratching against your beard really bad, and I'm sure the mic picked it up at some point, so I wanted you to move the... F- <laughs> at first I went like this, and you went... <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I see where he came to that conclusion. I get it. So I went, no, no, no. Like this. And you went... Uh, and put them back on. That and your hat also. By the way, I'm gonna goofy. be. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I was just saying words because I was too busy listening. I know, guys. <laughs> I could hear the dialogue, and it was just mindless chatter at that point. I was like, right. they're both actual, trying to read each other's that? lips. Neither of them understanding. Can <laughs> I say my actual opinion? Huh? <laughs> what? what? You I said, read these lips. What? She's going to lean in for a kiss to Rob. No. no. Liam has a crush no. on Rob. <laughs> now we have to cut it. <laughs> All right. So, is there a way you could save that? But please don't it from the episode. Burn it, burn it, burn all the computers, burn the mics. So, <laughs> see, that wasn't as convincing. I'm actually okay now. Watching Caleb Williams on Saturday night, real. Watching Caleb Williams on Saturday night really helped me realize that that defense was unbelievable that game. So it was kind of more like they were playing out of their mind. And the Irish were playing really well. So it's one of those moments where you're like, yes, should he have thrown three picks? No. And sh- but the defense did earn, I'd say, one of them. I think one of them was a bad throw. And watching the game, you're kind of like, he was put in a lot of bad situations. It was just a great defensive game. But Colorado, they were in the driver's seat and just just crashed and burned. Like, it was from the get-go that Caleb Williams walked out on a really tough like situation in the first quarter. And he actually... Did a little bit better in the second half. Yeah, but in the but just Colorado. I don't know if you play better in the second half than the first half, you kind of get away with it more than if you play bad in the second half and did well in the first half. Yeah. In my opinion, so I put Colorado's more embarrassing and lost more stock and faith. But speaking of Caleb Williams, I was thinking about this because we were doing tank for Caleb Williams, and right now the teams that are in the tank bowl leading. Weirdly enough, is not the Panthers at 0-6. The Chicago Bears at the Panthers being 0-6 lead the Caleb Williams Tank Bowl. They have, yeah, two two top picks. And then there's but also he, the he Bears. He said he's not going to play for certain teams. Oh, what teams do you say he would so, play So hold on, let me, let me find it real quick. Because I know the Giants were on there. So we have to do the Tank sure Bowl. pretty sure the Patriots were on so there. So at this point in time, the teams that are eligible for the Caleb Williams Draft Bowl is the Panthers, which it means the Bears. So the Bears times two. Then there's the Cardinals. Then there's the G- G-Men. And almost you guys lost your chance, but that would have been a good win, so I would have been like, whatever. I, I would have taken also, it. I keeping, don't root for losing. I can't. You can't root for losing. I, I hope I don't. you don't win this bowl, but it's a consolation prize for having a rough year. Uh, the Patriots, the Broncos, and that's really it. Now, I, I think that personally... If the seasons keep trajecting the way they are, the Patriots will keep themselves in the mix because the next two weeks are guaranteed L's, in my opinion, with the Bills and the Finns. No way. So they're going to keep themselves in it. Do you guys have an easy schedule coming up? The G-Men? Oh, you're facing the Commanders. You always We have the easiest part of our schedule coming up. You got the G-Men. Uh, sorry, you guys got the Commanders, the Jets, the Raiders. You could walk away 1-2 and two from there. We could walk away 3-0. and oh. You could walk away 3-0. and oh. You could also walk away 0-3, depending on how these teams come out. I agree. 
That's why I thought that Buffalo win would have been huge. Because we could then go into Washington, or play at home against Washington, play at home against the Jets. Las Vegas, Dallas will probably There is no such thing as home field advantage against the Jets. Yeah. And then we got Washington again. We got New England in a beatable game. We got Green Bay. We got New Orleans. Then we got to play Philly, Rams, Philly. And by that time, Philly will probably be resting starters. So you think you could see a miracle? I thought if we beat the Bills on Sunday night, do you see a little bit of spark? I think there's a shot we sneak into the playoffs, especially in a weak NFC. At one and five. I yeah. Not anymore. I the the, the hope is all but dimmed. Well, I've had the same thought process against the Raiders. It's like you could see a miracle, like turning the page. Yeah, but the Raiders aren't the Bills. No, I know, but I know your point though. Yeah. I have that same feeling. Um, but I think that uh, I think that you guys have a better schedule remaining. Um, but so right now, what did Caleb Williams say is his teams he played for? I think it's. I think he said anywhere. He said anywhere. Yeah. So right now, the first overall pick will go to the Bears, and I, let's just. I'm just gonna go up from the division. So Panthers get the first overall. The Bears get the first overall pick. Sorry, I keep forgetting. So would they and two picks pick him? I think probably. Probably. Really. You wouldn't. With Justin Fields. I mean, I'm notoriously a Justin Fields hater, so somebody who's not, please tell me. Oh, no, I'm not. I, do, I think Justin Fields is terrible. But at the end of the day, you're wondering, is he... He's been playing well the last two weeks. He got hurt. But if he comes back and he plays well and he keeps doing what he's doing the last two weeks, even though he does throw the game away at the end of the game, if he keeps stat-padding that way... Maybe, but I, I don't know. I think there's a limit to how dumb organizations can be. I, don't I think th- they've finally reached their limit. I get that, but I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback because they still already have a young quarterback, and they're just thinking, ah, we don't want to move the money around. You saw the Falcons. I mean, the Cardinals do it. They drafted Speaking Josh of- Rosen. They knew he wasn't the guy. They drafted uh, Kyler. Kyler Murray. Well, the Cardinals would be the happens. next pick. It does. Huh? The Cardinals would be the next pick, and I and think they'd take him. I think they would take him, That's too. where I think he goes. I if he if it trajects this way and that's the order, I think Cardinals at three would take him. Think the Bears will still take him? You think the Bears? I think so. I don't think the Bears are going to take him. I think the Bears are going to build around. I mean, as, like I said, and this is you know doesn't sound like a real take, but it is a real take. At a certain point, there's there there's a limit to how dumb an organization can be, because then the fans get involved, and I think the fans are very involved in Chicago right now. It's falling apart over there, similar to what we saw like uh, with Dan Snyder selling the team. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point. You just have to sell it because no one likes you anymore. Like, everyone's turned on you. And I, the Bears are getting dangerously close. If they keep losing, which would make give them, you know, put them in a position to pick Caleb Williams, I think the fans eventually are going to turn on Fields and the organization. Well, the Bears face the Raiders, then the Chargers, Saints, and Panthers. You know, it's so funny. You face the Panthers, you're gonna go in there really wanting to win, especially if they yeah, keep losing. It matter, yeah. This is a must-win game. Yeah. Why? Because they get a better, we get a better pick if we beat the Panthers. That's so funny. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. They'll be like, the more we beat them down, the worse they are. I think the Panthers might turn it around. I kind of think so. You know, you know that moment? I don't know. Isn't they've got to win a game. Like you can't go. Bryce Young? No, no. Oh, sorry. No. Bryce Young just hasn't looked good. 
The, the next week is, uh, the next two weeks, well, actually, unfortunately, no longer in two weeks, but next week is the battle of the first-round picks, C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. That, weirdly, I feel like might be a winnable game for the Panthers, even though I doubt it. But then the then they face what would have been the, uh, against Anthony Richardson. But instead, oh, that's a shame. But I think they might be I the think Colts. he's out for the season, though. Yep. Yes. I, very winnable game against the Colts, in my opinion. I think it's a very winnable game. They could do it. Yeah. And they get a bye week this week going into Texas. And I think that that's going to help them have a better shot of beating yeah. the Texans. So there are two winnable games coming up. I think they might win. Their schedule is easy. Their schedule is easy. They have the Cowboys, and that's it. Every other team. I thought you were starting off with easy teams saying the Cowboys. No, no, no. They wow. have the Cowboys. Wow, you really eliminate think the Cowboys. Eliminate the Cowboys. It's an easy schedule. Texans, Colts, Bears, Titans, Bucks, Saints, Pan- uh, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jags, Bucks. That's Jags are tough. The Jags are tough and the Bucks are tough. But besides that, wait, like, wait, wait. But they're Bucks. not crazy tough. None Bucks of aren't them are that tough. Bucks aren't that tough in your mind? No. No. Saints are Saints are a tougher game than they are. Yeah. Are the Jags back in the U.S. for the rest of the season? Yeah. Okay, that's a major factor. Yeah, but they put... What, what was the one game they put? I think they put Chiefs-Dolphins in Germany. I mean, what a bummer. That's going to be such a good game. They put Chiefs-Dolphins in yeah. Germany? They flexed... Uh, I think that's what it is. And so In Germany, I think it's Patriots-Colts. How mad do you have to be if you were a Dolphins fan that would have gone to the game? Very like a season ticket holder, I'd be sick. That and you want one of the possibly one of the best games of the year. You have to wake up at nine thirty to watch yeah, it. You're not even going to be ready to watch. No, you, you you're waking up already earlier than you do on a typical Sunday. <laughs> and you're like going, "What? It, football's already on." I thought football was supposed to, you know, after lunch, you know, afternoon football. True. I thought that it was the Patriots Colts and. Uh... I think the Pats do play a game in Germany. I think there's two. You think there's two? Yeah. Games in Germany. NFL. That's they, have yeah. Yeah, they have other <laughs> yep, sports. Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> really? That was the first one? Yep, the Chiefs, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots will make their debut in Germany as they will, um, yeah, they'll. so yeah, those two games were right. Yeah, nice. Word. I'm a very smart person. That's why I know. Yeah, great. Good yeah, you, man. Thanks for doing that, Ben. You could have just said he was right from the get-go, but now he had to defend himself, and now he says he's right. <laughs> no, I didn't think you were wrong. He's I just, just going to carry that on his chest for the No, moment. no. We have the receipts. You guys were being haters. And uh, you know what? I came out on top today. Guys, I You're have a new game. You're not going to stop hearing about this till at least next week. I have a new game. It's game time. That was a horrible transition again. I thought he was doing the McDonald's thing. <laughs> this is... He was like, you know what? Nope, copyright to, infringement. To heck we with can't. copyright. <laughs> All right, here's the new game. It is called What's Their Fate? What's Their Fate? Here we will go over the UFC 294 fight card. We are not predicting who will win the fight. We are predicting how the fight will end. The winner, most correct predictions, will hold the I Am Smarter belt. Are you guys ready? No. Of course you're not. Yes. Uh, no also. This is UFC 294 Makachev versus Volkanovski Part 2. I'm excited for this fight. It's this Saturday. Are you excited, guys? Nope. Really? Of course I'm excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. We're just going to do 
Well, do you want to just do the main events, like the top? Oh, we're not doing the entire undercard as well with all these people who don't have pictures on on their ESPN profile. Why would you want to? Alrighty. I am going to put this out there right now. I'm totally going to botch some of these names. Practice now. Aren't you almost Russian? I'm Ukrainian. Oh, sweet ass. All right. So you guys ready? <laughs> he just has no idea what to do once conversations to All right. <laughs> Tally ho. Whatever we're talking about. All right. So. <laughs> he just did it again. Do, 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 do. Game time. All right. Oh, jeez. So please. I know we doing the McDonald's theme song before. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's game time. <laughs> Great. Now we have to cut all of it. Oh, yeah. Now we have to cut all of it. <laughs> So guys, let's play a game. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're gonna. Go so we're not sp- playing a game. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. We're gonna go into the first fight, a bantamweight bout between Seb Nurmagomedov. Wow, that was, quick. <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> All right, we are gonna go into the first fight, which is a bantamweight bout between Seb Nurmagomedov and Muin Gafarov. So who will? be submitted knockout knockout or will it be a decision knockout knockout why because most fights end in knockouts and i don't know that much about these two fighters you are a boring person what about you rob i'm gonna say decision decision because these guys almost look identical or my phone that's a good call would be just blurry so I they think look they're... nothing alike. Okay, so my phone <laughs> might just be shot right now. Uh, anyway. I just look at the picture. Yeah, no, I see it too. <laughs> like nothing I alike. was looking at a different fight. <laughs> Which my fight? Bad. Anyway, so... <laughs> this could get, I, I'm, I'm this saying, could get so dicey just looking through the fights. <laughs> I'm going to say decision because they're both the same weight. Genius. Will it be a unanimous or a split? Split. Fight is a middleweight bout between Ikram Alikrov and Wally Alves. Huh? Warly Alves. Jesus Crow. They can't have nicknames. Well, they do. But no, I'm pretty sure all of them have nicknames. They all of them have nicknames, yeah. I'll go for decision this time. Split or unanimous? I really have to decide this? Yes. Unanimous. Right. You won't find that. KO or TKO for the first fight? K- KO. I, I guess TKO. TKO? Okay, cool. Now we'll be even more. <laughs> Which submission? <laughs> see, I'm saying knockout because um, Alice Grov is 15 pounds heavier with a 4-inch more reach. And, okay. you know, it, that's just a big body moving real fast. I mean, you can't argue with science, Rob. Mm-hmm. You're going KO? Yep. All right. KO or TKO, Rob? <laughs> no, I, was, I said that was, KO. That was a joke. All right. Lights out. Light heavy... Well, it doesn't matter. I was, I was kidding earlier. But light heavyweight bout between Magomed and Kalev. You got to mess this one up on purpose just to keep with it. Magomed and Kalev versus Johnny Walker. Uh, knockout. <laughs> Rob, do these two look alike too? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> what? 
I'm I'm saying this one ends in uh, submission. Submission. A Johnny Walker fight? Yeah. All right, maybe. All right. Hey, listen. Most of the time, when Johnny Walker's involved, someone's gonna black out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next. That up. was a great whiskey joke that I don't think either of you got. Because uh, I'm just looking at Magomov's stats, and he <laughs> he just knocks people out. So okay. I don't know who's gonna submit who, but. <laughs> All right, so up next week, <laughs> yeah. But but remember, in the tie fight, someone was submitted, and they're both knockout artists. So there you go. Uh, he's preying on a an outlier fight. But the what should be a co-main, but it's not. It's just the leading up to uh, is a middleweight bout between Kamara Usman versus Kamzat Chimaev at middleweight. So this is at Kamzat's weight class. So how is this going down? This knockout. one knockout by Kamara. That wasn't I don't a part of the game. That. I know you don't, but I'm just thinking because you said that you were gonna, you had Kamara winning, so I was like, you think he's gonna be the one? It doesn't matter who's winning. <laughs> you know, I said knockout. You're gonna be sassy about that. Yeah, these are your rules. You, you're the one talking about how the rules need to be black and white, and now we have to. Oh, do whoa! I'm gray sorry. area, gray area alert. Anyway, I'm saying this one ends in a decision split. Split decision? Right. No, no, no. A decision split. All right. Oh, like a draw? No. But you're so annoying. <laughs> All right, and the final fight of the night will be between Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. Who is going to come away knocked out? Will they be? Decision. Split? Decision? Split or unanimous? I forgot I have to decide this. Um, unanimous. I'm going TKO for this fight. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Now for fun, can we pick who we think are going to win? Basically, I want just the final two fights. Do you think Kamara's going to win, or do you think Chimaev's going to win? Wait, wait, wait. I could see it going either way. You, I, I think Chimaev's going to win. I could see it going either way. I don't see way. how Kamara wins. I think Volk wins in a decision. I think Volk wins against Islam, but I could see that going either way. It uh, really could, because Islam, I don't think, has fought since Volk. So I think he has way more, like, like rest... But I think, I'm sorry, but I think Chimaev is going to send Usman to the Yeah, but the Shadow Realm, to where? Sh- where? To we, the Shadow Realm that gaps Israel in Chimaev's, in Chimaev's metaphorical armor here. And Kamaru, don't forget, just maybe a year ago was the best pound-for-pound pound pound fighter we had in the UFC. Yeah, but do you see how he came back against Leon Edwards? It yeah, wasn't a great fight. Good. I'm telling anyway, you, my one, picks one are, loss uh, can destroy, it can destroy you. Look at Mike Tyson. He's I the know. most infamous. One loss can destroy everything. I know. That and the prison. He got better from prison. Well, oh, oh, not, his career, not, not his reputation. Yeah, not, got it. Not, oh, sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, See how do you scary? think this is the show to debate people's reputation? <laughs> he A little bit. <laughs> he didn't seem like a good guy afterward. <laughs> after going to prison. Yeah, after going to prison. I don't think he was a good guy. Anyway, um, my two fights, I have Usman and Volk. Ah, you gotta go. I think everyone's just rooting for Volk. How could you not? I know. I started, this, I started the show with a good eye, might, so I have to go with the Australian guy. Yeah. I think everyone's pulling for Usman, and I'm pulling for him. I just... I, I mean, he's I don't at see plus 285. Gets, I don't see how he gets out of this. And I, Volk's at plus 270. Their odds are not good. How is Volk's odds so bad? Because he, he lost last time? Yeah, he lost but last he time. But he barely lost last time. That's, I think Volk has a decent shot to win this fight. I think plus 270 is a little bit skewed. I think Kamaru is 
a little bit proper at 285, but I could definitely see him winning this fight. But I think it's good for... I could also see him getting embarrassed. It's Oh, Usman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I could also see Chimaev losing his entire hype. If Usman wins this, this yeah. is... Honestly, the, unless this fight is wildly close, these two could really lose their reputation if this is in one round. True. Regardless of who. But, I mean, Hamzad is just so young, it doesn't really matter. By the way, do you think that's why... Um, Adesanya is walking away to let Usman take a chance at middleweight. Similar to Justin Fields, I am a pretty notorious Israel Adesanya disliker. I'm not a hater because he is so good at fighting, but I don't like Israel Adesanya. So I don't know. I I I think it's pretty on brand for Israel Adesanya. Why to walk away? I just think it is. He's always been one for the dramatic. He has. He's always. Be, he's going to be back in like three UFC cards. And Probably. Things. Yeah. But he's got to sell the tickets, right? He's got to, you know, do some dances. He's got to wear those all those cool costumes and you know, give himself he some cool nicknames. He's as good as he used to be. You guys, you both were right and when we talked about the last fight that he did with. And we're all saying he's got this. But we, but I think, I think it was Rob that brought up. His pre- previous record did not show that the fight was against Strickland was going to be as easy. Yeah, that was Rob. He, look at me. Knowing Good things, eye. saying words. That's why I'm here, baby. He just says bold for, takes. For those of you that didn't see that, which is all of you, uh, he just did a little shimmy dance, and it was painful. We need to talk to Rob after this show. <laughs> <laughs> saying words, doing things, baby. Okay. Did it again. He did it again. But our final story of the evening for us, because we could be listening to this in the morning, but it's the evening for us. In the NFL, there was some... Did that really need to be said? In the NFL, there were some (laughs) crazy upsets. To start, the Browns, without their starting quarterback, defeated the undefeated 49ers 19-17. Later that day, the Jets, without their starting quarterback, defeated the undefeated Eagles 20-14. Which of these losses was more embarrassing and also, which win was more season-altering? It was a good day for backup quarterbacks. Yeah, for real. Tyrod almost did it, too. Yeah. Um, I was at the Jets-Eagles game, so I got to watch that unfold. And that just looked like sloppy football in the second half by the Eagles. I, it didn't even look like the Jets won it for watching most of the game. Because the Eagles just had control a majority of the time, yeah. and then the, and then Hurts threw three picks. Yeah, it's uh, you throw three picks, it's gonna come back to bite you. So I can't say I'm shocked by either loss, truthfully, because the Jets are a good team aside from their quarterback, um, and the Eagles are a beatable team. They're good, but they're beatable. And the Niners, I can't see this happening. If Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and Chris McCaffrey all don't go down in the game. So I'm not really concerned with either. I think the Eagles are exactly what they we thought they were. And I think the 49ers still are too because none of the injuries to their three best players uh, are what it appears to be similar. No. They're the best team in football. Just They always get hurt, dude. They just always, always get hurt. Always. But I think the more embarrassing is the Eagles. I think that at the end of the day, they were supposed to be the best team in the NFC after the way they ended last season. They were the best. They out 
they really had a serious shot of winning that Super Bowl if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes and just sloppy defensive play calling. They would have won the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, throwing Patrick Mahomes in there as a whole is kind of crazy because they have to have a quarterback. Yeah, but it's also Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. Yeah, I guess. Meaning you got, it's like saying but like... The, it's the Super Bowl. It's assumed that the other team is going to be a good team. But you get my point. Like, it was a... Close, Rather a they, super they team? Right. I mean, really, the, the Hurts fumble. But, I mean, this is here nor there. But still, at the end of the day, they were supposed to be touted as, especially with the losses and the Chiefs not looking as good this year. They're supposed to be the number one team in football. They have done really well going 5-0, and but they never fully looked like that dominant team. And then at the end of the day, just like you said what happened in the Super Bowl, it just kind of feels like the Eagles shoot themselves in the foot a lot. And I just think that they're it's really embarrassing because they kind of got outed that they're a beatable team. And I think that it kind of falls a lot. And I know Philly fans are going to want to really fight me on this one. But I think it falls a lot on Jalen Hurts a little bit. I think Jalen Hurts shoots himself in the foot a little too often, and also, I have to put this out there, kind of like you could argue Brock Purdy, you could argue early career Tom Brady, you could argue a lot of these quarterbacks in great situations, no longer Patrick Mahomes, he's out of that, he's out of that controversy, but what happens when your pieces are taken away? What happens when your good pieces are taken away? And you wonder, we've seen what he's like with no good pieces the year before their Super Bowl run. And we went to Yeah, but he was young. But he was young. You could argue that, too. He was young. He was a developing quarterback. But I think that this kind of makes you... And you could look at the 49ers this exact same way with Brock Purdy. But I also but Brock Purdy isn't held to the same standard as Jalen Hurts. True. No, so, he's not. So I'm looking at it like you throw three picks. You didn't have your best game. It's kind of like... Is it like... It's kind of making you kind of begin a questioning of them. And a questioning of a lot of players on that team... Even though I think that at the end of the season they're going to be phenomenal, everyone's going to forget about it. But it's moments like that that you have that question kind of arise in your head, but you're not questioning anything with the 49ers as much as you kind of were after that Eagles game, at least in my opinion. To me, I think it's just overreacting here. I, I, I don't see anything that we didn't see before. You know what? To just harp off your overreacting, season's over for both the teams. Throw in the towel. Go get Caleb Williams. I love it. You can... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I think by now neither of those teams could get Caleb Williams because they're they've won too many games already. Five and zero. Oh, you're, you're you're out of the first pick. Four wins and you're probably not getting the first pick. But anyway, I think that both teams are just fine. They're going to go make the playoffs and have great seasons. But I think that the Eagles was more concerning for people that are overreactors such as me. So, we're going to get into the best segment of the week. Locks and upsets. Our current standings, me and Rob have new standings. Liam, you weren't there. So, I am 6-1 and one with my locks. Rob is 5-2 and two with his locks. And Liam, you are 5-1 and one with your locks. For upsets, I am 1-6. and six. Rob is 2-5. and five, And Liam is 1-5. So, guys, are we ready to do... Our locks and upsets. Of yeah, the week. I got to take my lock first because I think Rob might take it. What? So I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, World Cup of Cricket. <laughs> uh, India minus 1200 over Bangladesh. That's a lock. That's a lock if I've ever smelt one. <laughs> okay. And what is it, cricket? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. 
See, I was thinking along that same lane, right? But last week, I went way too safe and picked the Georgia Bulldogs. So I don't think I can go that safe this week. So my pick this week is going to be the Sunday game, week six, Texas Rangers at, or not week six, game six, Texas Rangers at Astros, Rangers win it to win the series. Which game number? Game, game six. six. Game six, Astros win over... What if they win no, no, before no, no, game no. six? Rangers win over Astros. What? What if they win before game six? They won't. This is why it's a lot. I made this decision. <laughs> <laughs> my lock of the week is the game two between the Phillies and D-backs I have the Phillies taking that win I don't think they're going to lose this why is it that part. every lock of the week you pick like the game that's happening today and it's always lame last week he tried to pick a game that was already in the 8th inning what? Yes. he didn't game. know the game started Liam what's your upset of the week? So, I got the Giants over the Commanders. Nice, simple, easy one. Uh, obviously, that's going to hit. All right. All right. I, going similar route, football, Broncos over the Packers. Because it's in Denver. I don't know if that's a reason to bet on the Broncos. <laughs> I know it's probably crazy. not, but something in my guts uh, telling me. Broncos over Packers. That's a good gut of yours, Rob. Didn't I like they it. they lose to the... Jets in Denver is whatever. But my upset of the week, I'm going UFC. I'm going my upset is going to be Volk over Islam Makachev. I like it. I got Volk B. I just want to root for him. And it's kind of giving me an excuse because it's now double win if he wins. Um, so what's your lock? Game two, Phillies win. Oh. oh. Do you want me to change it? No, that's fine. I would like to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on our socials at Dear Hollow Heroes, and you can also email us through DearHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know what you think about the topics discussed, or take it your own. Listen to us on most platforms where you get your podcast. Thank you, Liam and Rob. Have a wonderful rest of your day. See y'all. Your thing, I ain't my baby. Goodbye.